Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is already Relationship Wednesday. I thought yesterday was Monday all day. That was really weird, but we are on Wednesday, so that's a good sign. We're just moving along. And today's show, speaking of moving along, is having patience. Is talking about something as subtle as patience and how you can build trust. And not even just with our partners. I know we it's Relationship Wednesday, but as we start to talk, as we start to talk, wait a minute, it has a lot to do with everything I'm doing, with everyone I'm talking to, because in one way or another, we have a relationship. But with somebody you live with every single day, it will change your life. It will change their life. Because patience is one of those things that we overlook because we're too busy, too wound up, going crazy half the time, wanting to finish everything before the day ends, and we just fly over the people in our lives. And we believe we'll catch up with them on a good day, that we will have, um, like, quality time as opposed to this kind of time, and we start finding ways to make things up, and we don't have that time. There's a saying, and I can't remember who said it. I said it. I think it's like John Wooden from the UCLA basketball team back in the day. But he said, if you don't have time to do it right, when will you have time to do it again? There was a song by Harry Chaplin called Cats in the Cradle. I don't know if anybody remembers that song about a father who was too busy to spend time with his son. And by the time the father had time to have time with the son, the son didn't have time to have time with the father. He was already married and had kids by then. And where we just miss entire chapters of our lives trying to either provide or we we use not work as an excuse, it becomes an excuse. And when they want us to stay later at work and they want everything is so away from keeping your family close. They're there. Everyone will be there. Everyone will grow, will eat, will sleep at some point. But what does patience have to do with it? So the first thing I did this morning, which I love doing, is just asking. And I asked Christ, can do. What are the one or two or three biggest things that we can focus on? Because our way of communicating with anybody, it defines us. It tells people who we are, tells people what they can do with us, what they can't, why. Does it make us happier to be patient? Do we feel better when we go to bed at night? Patient. So he said two things. He said, one, when you're patient, 
you breathe more. And we've done shows on breathing and how we forget to breathe. And a lot of us are shallow breathers. And there's a lot of anxiety going around because we are not deep breathing. And we can't deep breathe all day. But we can take a moment throughout the day, just like when we eat or when we do anything else, to just take a deep breath. And it takes probably a minute to do three or four and you're done. All the way down. But there's a bigger reason that that's important. And it's something that, you know, every time what I know starts to hit on the fringes of woo-woo, I get, I get a little scared of it. But I'm, I'm better because now I say, hey, you know what? There's got to be some value in knowing this knowledge, certain knowledges. And one of them is when we breathe all the way down to our gut, we touch home. That's why we relax. Where we were connected to our mothers. There, there's something to do with that middle part of us. Right in the center of our belly. Your belly button's a good directional. But breathe all the way down to there. And come back up again. Because when you can do that, what happens to you is whether you want to or not, you start to release the stuff that's making you pay attention to the details because you're too busy rushing. Because once we touch home, what happens is when you breathe all the way in, all the stuff that you need to do or want to do or are doing, it starts showing itself. Like you could see it, like, oh, almost like pictures in your mind. It just goes all the way down with your breath, comes all the way up with your breath. People who meditate, meditate for that reason, and it sets their day. And I I have meditated, I think, a couple of times when I was in a place where they guided the meditation. I myself haven't. I know there's a lot of value to it when I write to consider. If you haven't, it's just breathing more. And when we breathe more, and it slows us down just just a notch. We are better listeners. Because, and I know it sounds funny because breathing isn't that long. But when we start to make time to do anything that benefits us, we start to feel like our time is more beneficial to us. And we don't just throw it away. When you take a minute to breathe and you start to slow down a little bit and you listen more and you pay attention and then you go about your business, the business you go about feels better, is better. So now let's take that from there to dealing with your partner to enjoying your partner. Imagine if your partner came and wanted to tell you something 
and you didn't have to say, can we talk about that later? I can't do that right now. Or I can't have that conversation now. And by the time later comes, you don't feel like having the conversation. Now you're sleepy or you're tired. Being happy isn't by getting what we want. Being happy is by being who we want. And the only way we can be who we want to be is to have the patience to get there. We have really gone into this one-minute manager, five minutes, three things you need to do, seven ways you can change this or that, ten things, and we click and click and click all day. And we can get lost in clicking. We can get lost at work. We can get lost in cleaning. We can get lost taking care and driving our kids everywhere. And before you know it, we're lost. but a relationship is a very sensitive, emotional place to who we are. It's not who the other person is and what they're going to do for you or not, but who you are under those circumstances. Patience it takes to figure things out, to take care of the details. It's like the difference between eating fast food every night and as you get older, you start to see those results of the fast food in your body or you're eating really good food and you grow older and you're healthier. It's the same way with our thoughts and our emotions. Once you get a grip on you, you get a grip on what you want from your day, what you want from your nighttime. I remember when my daughter was born, and I'm, I was a stockbroker out of college, a licensed stockbroker. It makes me laugh now because I think, gosh, what was I thinking? Employers used to come to the local colleges and recruit. You didn't have to go out and find a job. They came and got you. Because at that time, not many people were going to college, as many as today. So there I was. I got recruited. There were three or four companies. They gave us some tests, and they said, wow, you're really structured. You'd be great in these professions, even though they weren't anything I thought about. And I thought, wow, if they tell me I'll be great in it, I probably will be great in it. So I, I went and I, I took the test. I worked for American Express. Both money, I sold financial products. And I didn't even have casual clothes at home. I was at work all the time. I went from work clothes to pajamas. And then my daughter was born. And I stayed home, especially in the beginning. And I kept thinking, God, I feel like there's more I should be doing. And, I, and, and my husband would come home and I would feel like I didn't do anything all day. And then one day, 
I go, oh, my gosh. This is the most time-consuming work I have ever done. And I have to be involved. I have to be involved. I can't just turn away. She needs me almost all the time except when she's sleeping. And one day I I remember bending down to get something and standing up, I have to do now is this. And the minute I said that, it was like a tornado came and took whatever, I don't know if it was anxiety or whatever it was that was swirling around in my mind and in my brain telling me that I had to do way more than I was doing today because nobody could see, no one could quantify what I was doing. And that no one was me. To be like, gosh, what did I do? I stayed in my pajamas all day. Down the whole day, I hadn't gotten anything done I thought I was going to get done. And I told myself, this is all I have to do now. I don't have to go to work. I don't have to come back home. I don't have to go have lunch. I don't have to talk to anybody. This is all I have to do. And it brought me into the present moment of looking at my daughter and saying, geez, I get to play with you for as long as I want. Moment changed my life with my children because I ended up having another child. And because of that moment when they grew up and she went away to school and then he did his school and then he went away to baseball and everybody's going away now, I had no regrets. I would say to myself, wow, I really miss them. And it's because I enjoyed them. And I don't look back and say, oh, I wish I traveled with them more. Or, oh, I wish I had time to take them here and there when they were younger. Oh, I wish I'd let their friends come over and stay over. I did all that come in. I let them stay. I wanted them to stay. I cooked for them. I cleaned with them. I taught them to do those things. And it was a lifetime's body of work. And when we are that way in our relationships where we say, God, I wish I spent so, so much more time with my partner. Reel yourself in and remind yourself what a blessing it is to have someone you love that you get to live with and share your days with and build a life with as opposed to, I don't have time today, honey. If you talk to anyone who is single, and that's, you know, depending on what period of time in my life, but you will find that they found a way to enjoy their days and fill their time. And because they give themselves that time, they actually feel quite happy. And the more time they give themselves, 
the more they look at having a relationship as sharing themselves as opposed to being saved by the relationship. Because that patience, it takes us to get to know ourselves is huge. That patience, it takes us because whatever you don't know about you is going to give you some kind of unrest inside until you figure out, okay, what are the nuts and bolts that make me tick? Do I like a fast pace? Do I like a slow pace? Do I need time to myself or don't I? Eat more during the day than at night so you can plan things during the day, not at night? Do I like having a dinner at night? Do I stay up late or don't I? And I know these are basic things, but when you think them through, your brain is saying to your soul, and you've got this whole system working, hey, I can take care of me. Wow. And then you start saying, well, that means I could probably take on more now in life because I took care of my business. And then you get a partner, and then you say, hey, what do you like to do? And then if they can tell you, you know they've done that work. So now you start to feel alike, and you start saying, hey, we both kind of think alike. Wow, that's really cool. We have that in common. What happens is this synergy, this energy that starts moving and going forward. People who cannot spend time together, who are not patient with each other, end up not knowing why they're together and then they're, they're not together anymore, whether they're in the same, under the same roof or not. We are very sensitive, loving people in our core. And whatever pushes and pulls on that love is what shapes us into the older people we become. But in the beginning, and I posted this the other day because I thought, gosh, this just needs to be said, is that we all want to be loved. Whether it's from us to us or from others to us. When we don't feel rested inside towards ourselves, see in the world, is everything that's missing. And that's why it's so unattractive to us when we hear people complain over and over again because we know deep inside, whether we know it consciously or not, we know deep inside that they don't know themselves. They didn't dig past the pain. They didn't get to the other side of the pain. And if they're not willing to listen or hear themselves say the things they're saying, you're not going to talk about anything else but a complaint about something, and you can predict it because that means the ego of that soul is in the way of their feelings towards themselves, and the ego replaces worry, despair, never me, everyone else, all that kind of language. And when I hear that language, like something in me at this point in life, because I used to say those things to myself. At this point in life, when I hear it, something in me just 
I, I don't know, I, I want to say cringe, but I cringe because I know that that thinking has a big, heavy door that whatever I say is going to bounce right off and hit me right back in the face. And me being a little fixer, that's hard because I want to I want to try again and I want to try again. But what I realized works best, and this one is huge. This was one of my biggest learnings since I'd seen Christ when it comes to other people, is I have learned to suggest, you may not be ready for this now, I'm just going to say this because you may need it one day. But give yourself some time. Talk to yourself. Because the way you're talking to yourself now means you don't talk to yourself very much. And because of that, you haven't heard yourself. And because of that, you haven't seen yourself. Talking to ourselves. Asking our sins, we would ask other people, is huge. Because what happens when you're in a relationship and you are patient with your partner? They start to trust that, wow, this person is really there for me. They're present. They give me time. And that gift of time, that gift of listening, you start to feel the synergy of a partnership. And then over time, you start to trust that they can do what you do. So if you're not home, home is okay. They're not home, home is okay. And if you both are home, it's really great. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to work with another soul because something bigger comes up behind that because now you've got wings and now you've got this wind beneath them and you can start flapping and you can travel and say, hey, I want it now. I want to do that now. And you start feeling a sense of support to love. And now you start seeing other sides of love like, wow, Love isn't what I thought it was. I thought it was going to do this and that for me. But you know what? I'm, like, really happy to try new things. I have room in my brain to accommodate something new. And I want to try this. And I want to go traveling. And, and that's why when we see people travel, we're like, hey, we had to get somewhere mentally to want to do that, to plan that to believe you deserve that, to make enough money to do that, to work together to get there. And that same patience and trust you've learned to have with someone else, you had to have with yourself first. You had to be able to get to accepting certain parts of yourself And when there's patience with another person, the other person unconsciously picks up on that or subconsciously picks up on that, and then the synergy begins. When people are impatient, we feel like they haven't gotten to their business because they haven't. 
which is why they're impatient. Being patient says a lot about who we are, why we are the people that we are, that we've done our work enough to be able to incorporate other people and their work. It's something that when you meet people who are older, older like 70, 75, 80, 85, I know a lot of people in those age ranges, it's the difference between how they look at life and whether or not you can sit long enough to hear about their lives. But usually people who've made it that far, they understand the role of patience it's like one of those subtle things when you say, you know how magazine articles or articles are all about, you know, these big headlines that are supposed to shock us to get us to read. But can you imagine a headline saying how patience can affect your life? And you're like, ah, yeah, okay. But yet it's a nut and bolt of your relationship. It's a nut and bolt. Imagine if you were at work and they were trying to teach you something. You're like, yeah, 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 I got it. And you didn't even hear what they said, and then you go to use that machine or you go to do what you need to do, and then you don't know what you're doing. Now you have to go call somebody, and they got to come and show you. And they're going to like, well, we showed you that. Weren't you listening? No. Couldn't you concentrate? No. Because you weren't in the moment. You didn't need that machine yet. But if you do that in a relationship, and let's say your partner tells you they're going going away for a week and you forget, and then all of a sudden they're going away, and you're like, you didn't tell me. Well, yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. And then you realize you weren't talking to anybody. Nobody was home. Then you start to say, gosh, no matter what I say, they forget it. Even something as big as that, they didn't even put it in their calendar. And your trust starts to feel like, oh, wait a minute, I'm on shaky ground here. The person I'm with isn't there. Nobody's home. And it's just a simple thing like going away. Patience has a lot of work behind it. Just like kindness, there's a lot of strength in somebody for them to be kind. That's why we look at kind people and we respect who they are because that kindness, we know subconsciously that it takes a lot of work. These subtle words, patience, kindness, love, are the most powerful energies that we have. And when we exchange these energies with each other, we build foundations that do not erode. And it also gives us motivation to build more things into our lives over time. And that's why those relationships last. On Saturday night, I went to a birthday party slash anniversary. And the birthday party was that the couple turned 90 years old. They have been married for 40 years. 
So they had a 40th wedding anniversary, and they were both 90. What are the chance of meeting anyone who can say that? Probably I will not meet another couple like that in my lifetime. And when you talk to them, they just look at you, and they listen to you, and they hug you, and they tell you they want to see you, and they're strong enough to accommodate other people's love. And it's kept them going. And they both drive and have their own cars. And one of them has a convertible. It is crazy how much we can do when we learn how to support ourselves enough to support another soul in our lives. And it starts with patience. You guys, I will see you tomorrow on Dream Team Thursday. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.